0: Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real, but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Jay here with another Offscript from Super E, or with Super E, however we're going to do it. Uh, We're back to our original format. Um, It's going to be me. And A Train,
1: A Train, say something. It is good to have you back, Jay.
0: Oh, it's good to be back, man.
1: It's good, good to
0: be back. For you man. to be back. Good to be back. And of course, we have with us Super E. Super E, say something. It's
2: good to have you back, Jay. And one day in the near future, if the listeners are lucky, they, they'll be able to hear your undercover name that was the coolest undercover name ever. But we're going to hold back on that
1: now. <laughs> I got to tell you, I ran that by my. F- Family the other day, and Uh they they thought it was okay. I'm all about.
0: Well, I because I qualify,
1: right? Well, do we got? I think you got to tell you. I
0: mean, no, we'll we'll okay. All right, very Mm. good. That's what you call a teaser. It's a teaser.
2: Yes, yeah, it's a a teaser. Maybe some caller who wins a prize will get to know and meet now the the coolest undercover name ever. Now you're
0: talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. Well, but without, anyways, yes, I was going to say, without further ado, Super E,
2: tell Well we got a, oh. I've got a little quick theme show today.
0: <laughs> okay. I know,
2: I know every cop in the world can relate to this. When you've had guns pointed at you at the time, they happened, they were terrifying. But now that you look back on them, there was a little bit of hilarity to them when you retell the story. Uh-huh. But I remember as a young rookie back in 1985— Things were a lot different than they are now. Mm -hmm. Um, The areas that we ran on our police department were a lot smaller. You got to know the people. The people knew who you were. And um, you knew their names. And, of course, they knew you by every cop has a street name. Generally, it's an unflattering name. But the one they gave me, I thought, was pretty cool. But anyways. What um, What was it? Gonzalez. Remember, they thought I was Hispanic. They either called me Gonzalez, Chico, Eric Estrada. Or chips after the TV show.
1: What did Jump Street come later?
2: Jump Street came later when I got on to. Uh, and was,
0: was your district near the blind school? Because you don't look <laughs>
2: Hispanic at all. Well, yeah. up on the northwest side of town in the summertime, they, when I was working, that's that they, north of 25th Street, I was Gonzalez, south of 25th Street, I was Chico. And that's what everybody knew me as. Okay. Well, we know you're
1: super E now, and that's the way it's going to stay.
2: Yes, yes. Well-respected and beloved, yes. Of course. (laughs) But one night, because I worked late shifts, it was about 3 or 4 in the morning, and in my district, we had what you call an after-hours joint. That's when the bars closed down, the after-hours joint opened up, and all kinds of bullshit rained down. Mm Mm-hmm. But I got a call as I was getting ready to eat my lunch, which consisted of a bologna sandwich. And I got Mm. a call for a domestic disturbance just a block south of the Chili Bowl. That was the name of the after-hours place, Okay. domestic disturbance. So I roll up, my back up a little bit away, and I said, I got this. And I could see two people standing by a car, very animated. And when I got out of the car, I could hear them being very loud besides being animated. It was a man and a woman. All of a sudden, the dude comes running over across the street, because I'm parked across the street about 30 yards south of him, just kind of a little officer safety thing. And uh, because it's 4 in the morning, I don't know who's around, so they gave me an idea of layout of the land. So the dude comes running over to me, and I recognize him. And he runs over, and he was like, Gonzalez, man, this bitch is going to kill me. This bitch is crazy. Turn I'm like, I go, Terry, what? Did you do now? She thinks I'm fucking that big-titted bitch at the chili bowl, and then our, the woman across the street. She starts. Cause what's what telling you. I know that motherfucker is lying. No. I said, I said, hold on, Tammy. I'll get over to you in a minute. And I
1: said, <laughs> you okay, I Jay? Said, oh
2: God! I said, I said, okay, Terry. What the hell's going on? He's like, man, this bitch is going to kill me. I can't go home. You got to protect me. I said, just chill out. And then here she goes again. Gonzalez, what's that low-down dog motherfucker saying to you? It's all lies. I said, Tammy, be patient. I'm going to get right to you. And then he chimes in. He went from, he goes, yeah, you fucking bitch, Tammy. Shut that big fucking trap of yours. I'm sick of your shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. And then she goes, that's it, Terry. I'm of your bullshit. I've had it with you. She starts going to go into her car. And I'm like, well, Terry, now she's leaving. Do you got a way home? Or do I got to give you a ride home? And he goes, oh, man, I'm going back to the chili like, ball. I said, that's not a good idea. And all of a sudden I hear, I go, that sounds like somebody's racking a shell into their shotgun. I look up. Tammy wasn't getting her car to leave. Tammy was getting her car to pull out the shotgun uh, and point it right at us. Uh, I'm like, "Well, I said, fuck." Terry's like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> And he dives on the ground. Uh-huh. I automatically pull out my three. We had three fifty-seven chrome oh. pistols back then, so that right. looked like a giant hand cannon right. at the end of my arm. And I said, "Tammy, put down that fucking gun." And she goes, because oh, so I'm going to kill that motherfucker. I said, well, he's on the ground, and you're still pointing the gun at me. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to have to pull this fucking trigger if you don't put down that shotgun. And I'm kind of easing towards her, getting closer, because yeah. remember, she was about 25 yards away. Uh-huh. The chances of her hitting me were 100%. The chances of me hurting her were not real good. All right? Because right now I've got the gun in one hand. I don't have yeah. the support hand on it, because I'm, I'm trying to talk to her. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, I'm sick of that motherfucking shit. And he's, he's over there. He's not saying nothing now. He's just shaking and possibly urinating into the pavement that she's eating.
1: <laughs> yeah, Terry's quiet now.
2: Yeah, he's, he's not saying nothing now to back me up. And so I'm starting walking walk closer. I'm saying, listen, Tammy, put down the gun. I'm talking nice, Tammy, put down the gun. Please don't make me pull this trigger. Please don't. And I'm getting closer to her, closer. And finally, she lowers the shotgun down goes, I'm sorry, Gonzalez, I just lost my head. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm getting close enough where I can now. The gun's in my grasp. Uh-huh. I go, that's okay, Timmy. Give me that fucking gun. Don't you ever point a gun on me again. She goes, I'm so sorry. Terry just pisses me off. And so, remember, this is about 1985. Uh-huh. Things are different. You right. don't have body cams. You yeah. have discretion.
1: Yeah,
2: I know these people. Uh-huh. I unload that fucking shotgun. I said, pop the trunk, Tammy. I throw the empty shotgun in the trunk. I take uh-huh. the shells and throw them in the front seat. Uh-huh. I said, Tammy, do you think you can curtail your murderous intent <laughs> on Perry until I get off work? <clears throat> he goes, you don't have to worry about me, this house. I won't shoot him. I said, please Tonight. don't. I've, I've, I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> and I, I said, so you go home and get some rest. And um, I look over now, Terry's getting up. And I said, Terry, are you going to be okay? And he goes, he goes, now I'm be okay. He goes, Tammy, will you just give me a ride home? She goes, yeah, come on, Terry, let's <laughs> go get some breakfast. <laughs> and I said, yes, go get some breakfast, keep the shotgun in the trunk and then I'm like, control, I'll be ten eight. Parties have resolved their differences. God.
1: That's, <laughs> nice. That's Fantastic. Bravo. Fantastic. Bravo. Yeah. And, and then
2: do we got time for my second one?
1: Yeah, I just have one question. What's that? We, we didn't find Terry dead. The next day, or anything, did we? No, 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 no they're, ha- no. they're still happily married. I think they're celebrating their fiftieth wedding anniversary. That's what I, I heard. Think so.
2: I, I think so, and yeah. I think I think uh-huh. I don't know if they were married at the time, but I think it was a shotgun wedding. Hey. Oh. <clears throat> oh my
1: la, god! La, la.
2: Oh god, Almighty! Anyways, on my uh, the, now everybody's had guns pulled on him, but this mm-hmm. one, this one was kind of the creme de la creme because. My good friend, who was working with me that day, we're going to call him Dan, because that was his first name. Uh, Dan worked in financial crimes, and this was only about ten years ago. And you know, the guys in financial crimes or other units Dude, sometimes they would get ten years. They would be uh, they would do details, and so Dan chose to ride in vice. So I said, Dan, let's go out. See if we get a prostitute, because north of the hot dog stand, where most of the prostitution was, mm-hmm. on the north side of town, it was the stroll. That's where you'd see the girls. The stroll. Strolling. It was the stroll. They'd stroll up down the street. Got you. So I got, I got Dan driving our square body uh, C10 pickup truck, Silverado, and we're driving up the stroll, and I happened to see a hillbilly girl. That you don't see up on the stroll very much and i mm. look i recognize her as carla
1: okay
2: and if you mentioned in the earlier episode about jump street well when i first got on the vice in 89 when i'd be cruising all up down the hot dog stand you remember 21 jump street was popular mm-hmm. and of course like i said every cop has a nickname well my nickname was jump street the hookers on the street once they figured out who i was if i drive down the street and i'd like like I pull over and they go, oh no, Jump Street, keep on going, I know who you are, adios Jump Street. I was like, okay, so this Carla, from 20-some years earlier, I could never get her. She was, she, she was getting arrested quite a bit, but by, never, by never by me because she knew who I was. And so, Dan's driving up the street, I go, Dan, that's Carla, she's up on the stroll. I said, Dan, she probably knows who I am, but... What the hell? Let's give it a shot. You know, you got nothing to lose. So she jumps into the truck with us, and she sits in between us. Dan's driving; she's in the middle. I'm on the by the passenger window, and I could tell that her lit, her little brain, which has been affected by numerous years of dilauded, crack, mm-hmm. and alcohol,
1: mm-hmm.
2: still had a glint recollection of my face. Mm-hmm. Tw- you know, twenty some years later, it's
1: hard to forget. Super, yes
2: and she was uh she was kind of questioning me a little bit and we're talking but then she was directing us to a very isolated area kind of wooded area on that side of town and she goes you know what park right over here dan and so dan does she goes i feel uncomfortable with two guys in the truck i'm only going to talk about it with ray here because i told her my code name is ray and so uh i said dan jump on out and so What Dan didn't do before he jumped out, he didn't turn off the truck and take the key with him. He just jumped out of the truck and left it running with her now behind the wheel of the car. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's jumped out of the truck. Now she's behind the wheel of a 4,500-pound weapon Mm -hmm. that she can easily take me on my upcoming death ride, you know, Death Race 2000. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I wish you would have done that. I'm going to have to be quick when I let her know that I'm the police and reach over and keep that car and park or rip out the key. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sitting there talking to her, and then we're slowly getting into that topic of sex for money. And then all of a sudden she stops me and goes, uh, could you do something about your friend? I go, what? He's standing less than 10 feet away from the window looking at us. And he's freaking me out. <laughs> so I look. And now, Dan's a little short, bullheaded guy. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, a little short, <laughs> ball-headed guy, but when he stands there with his hands, when he's has his hands clasped in front of him, and he's kind of looking down, but looking at you, he looks like every Rob Zombie cover I've ever, <laughs> album cover I've ever seen. He was kind of freaking me out.
0: <laughs> make, said, making her a little uncomfortable. So th- yeah, this had her, to be I, legitimate, sure. freaking out then, because I've never <laughs> known a hooker, prostitute, whatever you want to say, that was shy. Uh, exactly. I mean, really? I'm Hey, to have your buddy kick in ten bucks and he can watch.
2: Uh, Well, she wasn't that, and she was a little nervous. Remember, she was nervous, so she rolled down the window, and I had to yell, "Hey, hills have eyes. You're making her nervous. Stand behind the street (laughs) And so he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." So I'm thinking, I think, man, I'm gonna have to lecture Dan about this. First, he leaves her behind the wheel of a running vehicle, right? which I'm going to be a screaming participant in when she's going 100 miles an hour as soon as she finds out she's going to jail. I said, this can't get any worse. I'm going to have to be, use all my experience and wits about me on this one because she's behind the wall of a running car. So, But it did get worse because then she she looks down and she goes, hey, your friend forgot to take this with him. She pulls out his black Glock loaded pistol and she's holding her left hand, which is pointed at me. She goes, "Yeah, hey, you're." Your friend forgot this. his gun. I'm like, this motherfucker. Now he's left me with a woman behind the wheel of a running vehicle. He supplied her with a loaded weapon that she could immediately end my life and drive away and just push me out of the passenger seat onto the street. I'm like, how am I, I going to do this? And he's being Captain
0: Creepypants out there yes. yeah. staring yeah. at her like... Yeah. You know,
2: and so I was thinking. Thanks, Dan. He's gonna. I, I was thinking if I get out of this alive in one piece, he's buying my lunch. That's what I was concerned about. <laughs> but but anyway, so she's holding this gun. Yes, I we said, are. Oh man, I've never seen a gun like that. Well, give me that. <laughs> so I took the gun and I said, "Now that he's behind the tree and <laughs> I have the gun, what were we talking about? Was we talking about you giving me head?" And she goes, "Yes. How much you want to pay?" And I said, let me think about this. And I said, how about $30? And she goes, sounds good. And then I leaned over and I said, well, I am going to show you something funny about this truck. She goes, what's that? I said, when you turn the key like this, it comes out. And I said, by the way, I'm the police. And she goes, <laughs> fuck, I knew it was you. Jump street. Uh, and then so anyways, after I, she was real cooperative after that. Mm-hmm. She goes, is your friend supposed to leave his gun in the car? And I said, no, that's a new tactic to lock up prostitutes. You, you put them behind the wheel of a running vehicle and arm them with loaded weapons. That totally confuses them, but they, they have that's no so, idea that you're the police.
1: They're teaching them that in the academy now, I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah what this do. is
2: they This is how you disorientate the prostitute <laughs> suspect.
1: Right, because they know you moves. terrifying terrify nerves. your
2: partner, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, Did, are cow. you and Dan still friends?
2: Oh yeah, we were laughing about this the other day. I always have All to right. remind him about it that his 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 new prostitution anti-prostitution tactic yeah. is going to get rid of prostitution in the city everywhere.
1: So, yeah, so, <laughs> so, and, and just to make it clear, Dan he he was brand new. He didn't know what he was doing, did he?
2: He didn't know, but I tell you no, what, he, he became a very good invest. You know, he was a good investigator beforehand, but yeah. they would do. He's very good at doing them investigations where. They know who's robbing banks and stores and stuff. Yeah, and they and they can catch them in the act. They do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I hope so, his officer safety skills it, are.
2: Then when when I got her under control and had the arrest, I did the little index finger come here, Dan. I want to talk <laughs> to you about something. You see this? This is your gun. See the keys? They were in the ignition. She was behind the wheel and was pointing the gun at me. <laughs>
1: It's like, oops. Maybe that's why he was staring so hard. He remembered his gun was in there. Yeah, if you're staring know, hard
0: enough to, cre- I'm still stuck on that. Yeah. I, I, if you're staring hard enough to, you know, to creep out one of those prostitutes, damn.
1: Yeah, that's creepy. Well,
0: I mean,
2: there. Yeah. Well, he he just got that look, and I think it's on. Una- I think it's unintentional because generally he's got the happy-go-lucky uh like a uh, curly look from the three studios but, but <laughs> oh, love lo- that <laughs> when he when he dips when he dips his chin down a little bit and stares up my god you've got a you know a knight of a thousand corpses rob zombie standing there <laughs> looking at you um, sling blade. but yes. that's the, that's the end of my other tale about having a gun pointed out at me, and I was able to revive it and talk about it later
0: that's that's great that's See, that's two encounters right there in one episode exactly. that most people will never ever have to experience. And we experience it for them. You know, that's kind of why we do what we do. So we take uh we take it for them.
1: That's true.
0: All right. Well, A Trey, got anything to add to this?
1: I don't have anything. That was that was pretty entertaining, Super E. Yeah. It's well, pretty entertaining yeah I, I gotta tell you, we're
0: getting just just a lot we're getting some really good feedback from listeners and you know um just the everything it, it your stories man they're jeez they're just they're 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 fantastic they're just fantastic
2: well, well, thank you very much
0: you're welcome very much. you got anything to add to this super e
2: nope, I just hope everybody has a good weekend and uh are able to survive this heat
0: right on well. Trade, take us out of here.
1: See you later, everybody.